You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in this lovely Saturday afternoon. It turned out to be so nice. I even went outside to pick up my guest without a jacket on. In just short sleeves, John Catucci, weren't you amazed? I was, I was freaked out. I was freaked out because I have never seen your forearms before. You almost didn't know that I had forearms. No, I honestly thought you were wearing almost like a full body unitard. Yes. Uh, underneath I'm that. I'm fully in beige right now. Yeah. In a, is... in a unitard. <laughs> That's what freaked me out. <laughs> I'm in full body Spanx. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. My guest is uh, John Catucci, host of You Gotta Eat Here on the Food Network. And it's lovely to have you back. You've been on the show a couple of times. Yes, Pay. We go back. We go... You know we what I realized? Tell me. We... Because, no, I should actually ask you. I love this test for people. Oh. When you're like, do you remember our... An-? It's. I think it's kind of our anniversary around we met, this time of year. We met at the tallest poppy. Correct. In... Beautiful downtown Winnipeg. Correct. I was shooting there. It was uh, the first season of the show, and you were uh, you got invited by Talia, right? Yes, by the owner. By the owner Talia to be one of the guests who spoke on camera, and we we hit it off right away because we we were both on kids shows at one <laughs> yeah, time. That's right. <laughs> and so that's we we had a a, 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 a simpatico already. But we had an immediate existed. bond yes. because the people who do kids shows are a unique, special type of people. Yeah, sometimes. there's we're weird, right? We're uh, we are a little we're, bit weird. We're a little weird, and uh, so we talked about that. We chatted about that, and then we and then we had mutual friends that we found out we yeah uh, P Schmitty, uh, good that's old right. Paul Schmidt. Uh, um, and we've known him for a while and we kind of, we, we made that connection. Yeah. And, then and I think just, just in the like kind of acting hosting community yeah. as well. And, and, uh, you did very well on this. I was kind of thinking you were going to stall a little bit when I said, no, you tell me our anniversary oh, story. Oh, come on, Pei Chen. You, t- but yes, so we met on the first season of the show. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations because you're in fifth season now, yeah, right? Yeah, season five. We, uh, season five is on the air right now. Our, our, uh, we got to go to some, we got to go to Europe this year. That's Which great. was pretty amazing. Uh, so the 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 first half of the season we visited Rome and Florence, and then uh, on this uh, second half of the season we we go to London and Dublin. So uh, y- the uh, yesterday uh, the London episodes aired, uh, and uh, I was I forgot how delicious things were. <laughs> we did like a roast pork there at one of the restaurants. Oh, nice. That was just so incredible, and they're like roasted potatoes where they just roast in fat. Right, mm, they just roast in, in the fat of the whatever animal they're cooking, and they just get so super crispy on the outside. But they're like it's so delicious, fluffy, pillowy on the inside. Now, uh, when uh, you were told that you were, you would be traveling for this season, had you been to these places before? Like, I've been to I've Dublin, been, and I've never been to Dublin before, and mm-hmm. that was exciting to go to. I'd never been to Ireland. Um, I'd been to London like fifteen years ago, doing some duop gigs, my my right. comedy duo. And I had been to Italy with my wife like 13 years ago. Okay. Oh, so it had been a long uh, it's time. Been, it had been a while. Yeah. Uh, but just going back and hitting those restaurants in Rome and in Florence were just incredible. I ate all the pasta. Every single pasta dish and pizza. There's, there was none left. I don't think someone could be paleo in Italy. That would be too challenging. Yeah. But I think they, they do it because the, the way they work it is the, the pasta is, a, is just like a little – a little pea. It's not a huge, massive amount of pasta, right? It's just no. It can just, be if you it want. It can to be. be, but it's usually a starter or it's like a second, you know. And meals, yes, and meals then there's last, like a, a meat yeah, or whatever. Meals last like three hours there. So if you're, if you're how used I like to, to do it. <laughs> now, how many restaurants have you 
eaten at by now because you're in your fifth season. Yeah. Like, I made well, you do a little bit of math. You did me do math. I, I think we're at like 162, That's something impressive. like that. That's a lot of restaurants. Yeah, because we shoot at three different restaurants per, per episode and it's two days of shooting per episode. Now, do you go back to places that you've been to because you've had a few years and a couple of seasons? Um, and we, maybe in like the first season, for example, we were at the Tallest Poppy that yeah. has it shut down and then it kind of reopened in a different location. Do you go back and revisit? We have, we've, we've done a couple of Christmas episodes, some specials. Oh, I do enjoy the Christmas specials. Yes. And so we revisited some of our favorite restaurants and we went back there and, uh, we, we kind of like, okay, let, let, show us what you do for Christmas. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was fun. Um, so we were just saying before we came up, I said, well, what happened this past week? Oh, Halloween happened since the last show. Yeah. And you've got two little girls. I got two daughters, Ruby and Claire, and they're uh, nine and a half and eight. And uh, Ruby went as Holtzman from Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, and Claire went as Ray from uh, Star Wars. So very nice. some very strong female characters, which yes. was great. Uh, and then they went around our neighborhood. They got a whole bunch of candy. I stayed around and just, you know, handed out candy. Do you and get, how many kids do you get? We got a ton of kids. I was is, surprised. Like, is we that normal? Through, I guess we're, we're kind of new to the, I think this is our third Halloween. So okay. we're kind of still kind of figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, and plus the weather was really nice. A lot of people were out, you know, last year it was, it was raining and it sucked. So, uh, not that many people showed up when we had a lot of extra candies that we could eat. But you, uh, but lots of, <laughs> you're like, I want the leftovers. You know, there's an etiquette, right? Here's the etiquette. You, you know what the etiquette, when, you, when you're out of candy, you blow out the, the candles yes. in, your, in your pumpkin. And you shut off the lights. You shut off the lights. But then I still had people knocking on my door. But they don't know sometimes. But they don't like, know that's well, the rule. It's like nine o'clock. And I'm like, are you guys? first of all, there was a family with little kids. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't have any candy. And they're like, oh, it's fine. And then the next two people were like uh, teenage kids just in a hoodie. That's a costume and I was to like, some people. That's not a costume. You're not, not getting candy, I said to them after I shut the door. You, uh, shut, you didn't give them anything. I don't have any, I didn't have anything. Well, this is, I'll tell you what happened. I was in uh, Halifax visiting my parents for uh, this past weekend. So I was there for Halloween. I haven't been home for Halloween since I was probably, well, since I would have been in high school. Yeah. So since I was 17 and uh, that, I would have been a few years out of trick-or-treating by then. Um, and I do know that where my parents live in the little subdivision, there aren't a lot of little kids, yeah. like any kids that were there 10 years ago, they're high school or, or beyond. So, uh, my mom, but you have to be prepared because you never know what new families have moved into the nearby area. And so she had uh, two boxes, 18 in each, of a full-size chocolate bar. So oh. my family's always given out full-size chocolate really? bars. Always. Because where I grew up, uh, we lived in Beaverbank, Nova Scotia. That's mouth. where I went to high school. And, and our house, every, all the houses were spread apart and there were lots of trees. So they were really far apart. Okay. And we had a really long driveway and it, the house was at the top of the hill. So, so sometimes... kids needed the, bl- the sugar. The blood sugar levels would be dropping they because they climbed so Exactly. Far. They yeah. needed the calories to make the trek because it was a long one. And uh, because sometimes you would hear kids basically negotiate negotiating with each other at the bottom of the driveway. Like you would, if, we, if it was nice enough, you sat outside, right? On the front porch and you could hear them going, oh, I don't want to walk up there. What do you think they're giving out? Raisins? No. So they would be rewarded if they made the trek to the top and they would get a full-size chocolate bar. So my mom had two boxes of full-size chocolate bars. And uh, uh, I said, well, how many kids did you get last year? And she goes, four. So she was more than prepared. They had four kids last year. There was one year where they didn't get anyone. Oh, wow. And... uh, and she had 36 chocolate bars. So I was like, we, I'm so set for leftovers. Um, 
and it was raining that day uh, in Halifax. So the doorbell rings, and I'm excited. I love giving out candy. I love seeing the kids dressed up, and the, especially the little little ones who don't really know what's going on, yeah. and they're just like they just hold out their pillowcase, and they're in awe because you put something in <laughs> yeah, there, so gave them things, and I can hear a parent, you know, just a few feet away, going, "What do you say? What do you say? What do you say?" And then I can hear her. She's like, "I didn't hear a thank you. I didn't hear one thank you." <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we're giving it a couple, uh, give it a couple chocolate bars, and it's uh, like maybe six thirty. Yeah, it's already dark, and. They were coming in groups, like five and six at a time. And uh, one one kid, about eight years old, he his eyes just lit up when I threw in a full-size Kit Kat bar. And he jumped off the stairs uh, of the porch. And he runs down the street. And my mom was looking out the window. And he sees people kind of coming up in the opposite direction. He goes, guys, guys, this house has big chocolate bars. And I looked at my mom. I'm like, we're screwed. Done. Like, we're done. We're done. Like, he's just spread the word. We are done. Yeah. And so kids were, I mean, when I say that it was busy, it's because my mom had four kids last year and I was thinking if we had a lot of kids, it would be maybe 10. Yeah. Uh, we, I was, I was nervous cause they were coming and the teenagers were coming. A group of eight teenagers came and they're like, hi, we're also, um, collecting donations for the food bank. I'm like, in your bag of treats, you, you want to, do you want a can of chickpeas? She's like, yeah, we'll take whatever. And I looked at it and I go, I just feel like this is really going to slow you down. So I run into the kitchen and my mom's like, give them a chocolate bar. I go, no, they're collecting for the food bank. And I'm raiding the pantry. <laughs> I grab two cans of beans and then I throw them in and then I give them the chocolate bars. And I look at my mom and go, mom, we're going to run out. Like we don't have any worry. We are going to run out. So my mom starts scouring the house and my parents have a food business, yeah. as you know. So they do like Chinese food at the market. So I look around and I'll see her like, packages of spring roll wrappers and like Costco size dish detergent. And I'm thinking kid number 37 and up is really going to lose out on Halloween. But we got to 35, 35 kids and we had, no, 36. Um, and we had two bars left over. Amazing. Yeah. We just enough. You could have like a steamer of dumplings. Right uh, by that the would door. have been the other option was that they would have had, they would have been given dumplings. I would have and taken a dumpling. Buns. I would have Did taken a steam bun in a second. You know what? A five year old would cry. Oh, for sure. But they would I, be traumatized <laughs> that they went to our house. You know what my mom also has in the base is that she has boxes of and this is I refuse to let her give them out. She did this one year. <laughs> She's got fortune cookies and we don't eat fortune cookies and my parents don't do meals that yeah. have fortune yeah. cookies, but my dad likes to have them um, at the market when little kids come by okay. and he just gives them a little treat. That's why we have a box of fortune cookies. And one year my mom decided to do a DIY uh, Halloween thing where she's like, I'm too busy to hand out candy. And she put a bowl of fortune cookies at the end of the driveway for people to go. And I'm like, this is this is terrible. I'm thoroughly embarrassed to be the only Asian family on the street. And then fortune cookies. My parents <laughs> used to give out spaghetti and meatballs. They did not. Yeah. In a can? No, or? just like in, in right. they'd make the kids open the bag and they just shove it in their bag. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Bring your own Tupperware. That would have been – I would have taken – I've totally taken that. Just give me a pillowcase full of spaghetti We and lived meatballs. in a condo, so we'd, we'd have to do like – each condo would just do stuff at the front of the door, right? It's nice just that your the condo entrance. even did that. Yeah, like you weren't allowed in the condo to go to the doors and stuff. Yeah. Knock on doors. Uh, so there was that. 
And then I remember one year, like you, you always put in the kid, like you were old enough to go on your own. You didn't need yes. your parents, right? So you'd go with your friends and your parents were like, don't talk to strangers. Make sure there's no, don't, don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk don't, to strangers. That's talk, the whole point of Halloween. I know. I the know, whole but point when of Halloween you're walking in between houses, you know, when you get to the house, you can talk to strangers. But you can in take between, food from the strangers, yes. but not in between. So as I'm walking out of my condo uh, complex, some car pulls up and says, oh, I can't, uh, I'm looking for this condo. And I was like, I, I, I don't know. And then I just ran home. <laughs> I, so freaked I can't talk to you, but do you have candy? I'll come to your car. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on the show. John's sticking around for the hour. If you have anything you want to ask him, John loves to talk to fans <laughs> of the show. You can text in 71010. You can also call in 416-872-1010. Uh, we'd also love to hear your favorite dishes and favorite restaurants in the city. It's always kind of fun to see what suggestions people have. And I also ask John about his favorites. Uh, you are listening to the Paychen show here on in-depth radio news talk 1010 right now we'll take a look at traffic with news talk 1010 time saver traffic this is the pay 10 show on in-depth radio news talk 1010 welcome back thanks for tuning in my guest this hour is john Catucci, host of you gotta eat here on the food network we were just uh, mentioning before the break that you're in your fifth season uh congrats on that and you've been traveling uh, the, for this past season as well um before the show though i some people will know what you did before the show. Others might think you just came out of nowhere. But you did You did a kid's show. We kind of alluded to that before. We didn't say what it was. So you were on a kid's show called The Doodle Bops. Yes. But then you also are part of a musical comedy duo called The Doo Wops, yeah. which is not for kids. It's not for kids. The names are kind of similar. I they mean, are. I can see how they get confused. Do people confuse them like I, luckily no so oh, i was so doing doo-wops i was doing doo-wops <laughs> first and then mm-hmm. i got cast in the doodle bops and i made sure that uh i got credited on the doodle bops as giovanni Catucci. Ah. so if kids googled me they wouldn't <laughs> find inappropriate songs as you know they're if they're looking for you know a fun little get on the bus song yeah. they would not find songs that were not get on the bus <laughs> <laughs> well you what is sort of i guess what is the inspiration for the kind of songs you do as part of the doo oh just st- i guess stuff that makes me and my 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 buddy david very, uh, laugh and silly things it's it's a lot of dirty things it's very it's very family it's not it's for non- the children non-family friendly uh, listening and viewing on the, with the duops, uh, so that's fun. So you've also got it. You got a performance coming up, right? Yeah, we're doing a show with uh, our buddy Frank Spadone, who's a comic in town, uh, and we're on uh, February tenth at uh, the Richmond Hill. Oh, that's Hill. so far away. It's so far away. But if you want to buy Christmas gifts, yeah, this is perfect. These little stocking stuffers. What is the tickets or February, other the tickets, things? The tickets, okay, the I'm tickets. like, what else is the stuff? No, no, stuff? I just say you can buy tickets for the show, February 10th. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, at, I get in it. Rich, in Richmond Hill at the, mm-hmm. at, at the Richmond Hill Center for Performing Arts. It's going to be uh, a great a great night. Where can they go to buy tickets? They can buy tickets. You can go to the Richmond Hill website, Richmond mm-hmm. Hill uh, Performance Arts w- website. Okay. And then I'll, I'll get the phone number for you because there's a phone number that goes along right. with that. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> um, you can text in if you like during the show or if you want to call in. Uh, you can text 71010. Or call 416-872-1010. We'd love to know your favorite spots throughout the GTA. I know that uh, John has some, which I'm going to ask you about in a second. But I wanted to first acknowledge that you brought food to the studio, which is really lovely because Ted Wallachin does a show before me. He yeah. always has food on his show. And I usually come in to the scraps or whatever's left over that they didn't clean out. And uh, 
usually I figure they're unsafe to eat, so I don't. <laughs> uh, but it, it lends a very nice scent to this studio, sure. usually. It looks good, whatever it's at. I, I want it. I'm not sure what it is. I think he is. was eating a cheesecake at some point. Yeah. Um, and then you came in with a lovely bakery box, and sweets are kind of my favorite. Oh, sorry. I brought stuff. I didn't know I was bringing stuff for you. Because <laughs> I know that you, last time you don't have food, you, 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 you do a lot of with food stuff, pay, and yes. you never have food on your show, which drives me insane. <laughs> uh, and it's just, and I, you know, especially on a Saturday when you've had a late brunch, right? And then around this time, I get hungry, and, and I you thought, brought yourself snacks. I brought myself snacks because you so, also know we don't have craft services here. Yes, I get that. <laughs> so I went to my, one of my favorite bakeries uh, in, in in Toronto called Tremadi Bakery. It's Where on, is it? It's on Saint Clair. So Saint Clair mm-hmm. just. Um, East of uh, Lansdowne on the south side. The address is uh, 1311 St. Clair Avenue West. It's so great there. It's been there for 60 years. I've been going since I was born. Uh, 60 same fa- years ago. 60 years ago. No, it's been – hey, I'm not that old. Um, but I've been going there. They have this an amazing hot table that you can get like sandwiches there and nice. lasagna. And then they have the deli section on the side and they have their fresh bread. And it was just – it's always been part of my family. And so uh, when I moved into the hood, uh, I'm always there. I'm there too, too often I think. So I brought you some cannoli, some ricotta-filled cannoli. These are beautiful. And what are the some, little triangle they're, shells? They're, they're sfogliatelle. Uh, so they're like um, uh, sfogliatelle is like um, puff pastry mm-hmm. uh, with in, inside is a custard, uh, but it, there's a, like a, a lemon, oh, lemony kind of lemon. in there as well. So it's so it's so yummy. Can we have one now? Yes. Okay. What's in the bag that you are keeping close to you? Oh, okay. So when you buy, so uh, I went there to buy some bread and some mortadella because my my kids my kids were going to I my love mom's both house. Those yeah, my, my kids were going to my mom's house, and she's like, "Bring food because I don't have food here to feed them." Uh, so I stopped in to get that, and she's also like, "Could you get some sweets?" So I bought some stuff <laughs> for her. And then when you buy a dozen sweets, they, yes. they, you get an extra cannoli. So this cannoli oh. is, a, is a special surprise cannoli that wasn't what? ever supposed to exist. So it's over understand. here on my side. So it's just for me. But can I see You want to see it? It's yes. a large one. Ooh, large is good. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm referring to cannoli. <laughs> look at that. So and that's – it's wow, that's beautiful. Why did you not share that with me in the first place? Because this one's mine because this one's different because it's got chocolate. It's got chocolate on the inside. The chocolate is very special. Of the cannoli that's as well. beautiful. The cannoli, really, because cannoli is plural, so – I've noticed lately, because I follow you on Instagram, Go ahead. Um, that uh, you've been working out a ton. I, yeah, I have to. I know. Because <laughs> I have to. I, you see what I eat for a living? I have, so I, 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 uh, I, I, I pay somebody to uh, kick my butt. Yeah, I get uh, it. Uh, like three days a week. Uh, and it's the only way I'll do it because I'm very lazy and I'm not motivated. But if I have somebody I who's yelling at me. <laughs> that is all true about John. <laughs> <laughs> Both those things. All those things. All those things. Uh, do you? I, I don't know what you get asked the most, but I will. Working in food, I find one of the question, one of the comments, perhaps that comes up a lot for myself and for other people is, I don't know how you're not five hundred pounds. <laughs> every, every and then it's, and, but part of it is we do. I do consume a large amount of sugar at times, um, and I do need to pay someone to kick my butt. Yeah, because I'm actually not that motivated. I. So the first the first season when we shot the first season we shot 13 episodes then they held on to it and then they shot a second 13. Right. So let's say season 1A and season 1B. Mm-hmm. Uh so in that season 1A no one told me 
that I didn't have to eat everything. <laughs> no one said, John, you can just have a couple of bites because we're never going to sh- we're never going to show you eat the John, whole thing. You don't need to eat those three burgers right now. Uh, and I, the plaid was getting tight. Yeah, it was getting t- so uh, in between season one A and season one B. Jim Morrison, our friend, Your director, uh, director Jim Morrison, uh, came in and we had a conversation with him. I was like, "Listen, man, you have to tell me to stop eating." <laughs> And so when 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 the camera would stop rolling, he, from off camera he would say, "Put your fork down." You're kidding. No, no. And then every time I would steal fries from customers uh, as that they were should. just interviewing, because customer yeah. fries are supposed to be stole, stolen, right? That, I, that's what you know. What I believe that I won't order fries for myself, but I love the person I'm eating with orders fries. The best fries. I consider them also mine. Yeah. I'm like, their fries are for sharing. Yeah, the best and sharing fries. is caring. Yeah. Although when I was a kid, I hated sharing my fries. As a child should. I'm not saying uh, I like sharing my, my fries. I like sharing other people's fries. So when we would all go to like McDonald's or something like that as kids, yeah. my aunt would never get her son fries, would never get my cousin Agostino fries. She Poor would, Agostino. I know. But she would take my fries from my plate and it would drive me nuts. So then he hated ketchup. Or only liked it on the side. Yeah. And I would just drench. <laughs> and I even I didn't need to like eating the fries like that. But I would just, just for the purpose, just just to make a just point. Just to keep them for yourself, This John. is a point I'm making, everybody. Yes. Respect my fries. Although now I've gone full circle and I just steal fries from strangers' plates. Hey, that's the way to do it. Once you get to host your own food show, that's what you do. We're taking a quick break here on the show. When we come back, more with John. Don't forget, you can text us 71010 if you want to. Uh, if you have any suggestions or any questions for John, you can do that. We're taking a quick break here on the Paychen Show on in-depth radio news talk 1010 more with pay chen on in-depth radio news talk 1010 welcome back i'm here with john catucci host of you gotta eat here also half of the uh musical comedy duo the doo-wops um you are also i just wanted to make sure we let people know where they can see you coming up but uh you're also judging i thought this was hilarious when you texted <laughs> it to me because I feel I'm sure the one other thing you get uh told by people is you have the best job in the world. And in many ways you really do. You have a great it's a good job. job. Yeah. It's it it's still work. Um but on uh, November 19th at the Gourmet Food and Wine show, you are one of the judges for Ontario's best veal sandwich. You know, pay. John, how do you work up to this level? Somebody has to do it. Somebody needs to eat a sandwich yeah, and then talk about that sandwich. And if I'm that person, gosh darn it, I'm going to do it with pride and also tomato sauce on my face <laughs> and on my shirt. Uh, what in your mind mm-hmm. makes the best feel sandwich? Like what is going to be your criteria? It can't be overly sauced. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of a, a you know, yes, a veal sandwich in, in just in, in a, it's going to be messy. I get that. But I still like a good texture to the crispiness. And if it, there's too much sauce, you lose that, right? right? Because then everything gets mushy. Okay. Uh, I, uh, the sauce is important as well. There's yes. got to be some sweet. There's gotta, it's got to be sweet, but it also has to have a little bit of tart to the, at the same time. You know a little bit about this. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the bread's important too. Bread's you know? very important. Yeah. The, again, important it's got to be life. fresh. It's got to be crispy. It's got to be some, you know, it's got to be, you know, soft on the inside. Uh, Are you hungry now? I'm, I'm starving. You're, well, you just, you just, he just crushed three cannolis. Two. Uh, I had one cannoli, two, one split out. So that's well, it. Yeah, there's another one in there that's there. Yeah. in. Uh, we've got a caller, uh, Dan on the line. Dan, you calling from Toronto? 
I am. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Uh, what? Uh, did you call to talk to me or to John? I I, I called to talk to John, but oh, you too. Hey, you're lovely. Pay That's can sweet listen. of you. Pay can yeah. listen in. Uh, long, long time fan, John. I remember seeing you guys performing as a doodle, uh, as a, a doo wops uh, up at Comedy Wood when that's silly. Oh wow, there. that was very, very early in our Is in our right? career. Yes, yes. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering, John, have you guys given any thoughts to featuring an, some all-you-can-eat places on the restaurant? I mean, places that have. Mm. Good quality food that if you just want to stuff yourself, this is where you got to go. You know what? That hasn't come up yet, but maybe, maybe that can happen next season. Hold up, Dan. Did you just say good quality food and all you can eat in the same <laughs> sentence? I, I did. There are there are a couple places. Tell not me. many, and that's why I would love to find them on his show. Um, I would be curious. Oh, what are your suggestions? Maybe we could pass them on to, uh, to John's producers. Oh, gosh. You know, it's. There's just so many? Is that it, Dan? Or have I just put you into an awkward Which position where you can't Which name one? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm calling into a couple food experts here. I'm hoping between the two of you, you might have something that, that's at least a six on a scale of ten. You know what? I, with, when it comes eat, to all-you-can-eat huh? stuff, yeah, I, don't I think love as, a, as, a, uh, as a kid, mm-hmm. I like the idea. Oh, as a kid, right? it's like a, it's, it's your fantasy world. You can just keep going back for just the stuff that you like and the Sunday bar. Exactly. I think it's more the sweets than anything else. And your parents don't mother, they, they don't mind because they're like, okay, just go. Just, <laughs> just, just go to the table. You just come back with whatever you want. But my dad, my dad loved it. I, I know my dad loved going to the Mandarin. A couple of places that actually are good, if you ever get a chance, those Brazilian churrasqueras places. Oh, the, oh uh, I've heard. It's like sure. a meat fest. Yep. That, that, those are very good, but I'd love to see something that's a little bit more, you know, uh, a little varied menu. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Well, okay. take a look. I'll look into it and get back to you, Dan. That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> hey, Dan, thanks for calling. Take care. All right. Um, it's funny because when you, you I've never been to the Mandarin. I, I mean, Is why it because, not? <laughs> I don't, I'm like... Did you assume that I would know about the Mandarin? No, no. I would. Assume, I think it goes the same way. I think when you're um, like my parents never liked going out to Italian, Italian restaurants. Yeah, because they're like, why would you go outside when you can make it at home? Like, doesn't make any sense. Also, I grew up in Nova Scotia, and there wasn't a Mandarin there, <laughs> so that's, I think that's the main one. Then when I moved to Toronto, when you're in university and you don't have a lot of money uh, and you do treat yourself, you want to go. You don't go for quality; you go for value. So Mandarin was somebody was celebrating, yeah. like let's say you know, it was a birthday, or we just finished second year university. Yay! Um, somehow, I just never, I I never went, and and I've had friends who've said, no, you need to go, you need to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know that I need to have that experience. My dad, we, we, I think we went there when he retired or something like that. It was our birthday party. And he just didn't understand the, the concept of a you can go back as many times <laughs> as you want. He would come back with a just, I don't know how. Like it he would piled the plate piled, high? Piled high. And, and it would just, pa, you can go back and he would just give me this. Don't worry. You can get a second plate, don't dad. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> you don't, don't have to put dessert underneath the pasta. It's, it's okay. Don't worry. It's all, it's, it's all fine. That's the, the way I work. Um, so with your, you've been, let's, across Canada, you've done a few in the States. Mm-hmm. So then we mentioned that you've been uh, London, England, you went to uh, Rome. Went to Rome, to Florence, to Dublin. Yeah. Out of all of those places, <laughs> yes. I'm not going yeah. to ask you to pick one, but uh, I, when you were, I guess, let's say in North America, uh, did you notice certain trends in particular areas? That you were like, wow, this place is maybe ahead of the curve because they're doing a this 
first or like flavors? And did you notice that certain foods seem to come up more often in particular cities? Yeah, or- I, mean, I mean, when you're in the coasts, it, it just kind seafood, of like right? you're in the seafood aspect of stuff, yeah. right? And you're getting fresh, delicious seafood that, you know, is being caught that morning and then being served that afternoon. Like I think it was the second season we were in Tofino at the Wildside Grill, I think it was called. And I've never been to Tofino. Oh, it's so I've beautiful. It's great. Yeah. And the drive the drive into Tofino is frightening and gorgeous all at the same time. <laughs> uh, I love and, being terrified and excited. Right. Uh, and these guys, the guys who owned the Wildside, they were they were commercial fishermen as well. So you would they would we we went on the boats with them and we and we you know, caught some uh, spotted prawns. Oh, nice. And I had never had spotted prawns before. And uh, and they were saying that like 90% of the catch is mm-hmm. instantly instantly goes to Asia. Asia instantly. Like yeah. they freeze it on the boat and it's gone. They'll pay a premium for it there. Yeah. And so spotted prawns, I don't know if, it, if you don't know, they're massive. They're yeah. big. They're juicy. They're sweet. And we had this huge boil. They just did a, 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 oh, that's a, amazing. a, prawn, a prawn broil for us. And it was just <laughs> insane. The amount of uh, prawns that we just like rip the head off and just eat it and then throw the shells over it. It like, sounds really barbaric right yeah, now if you're just it, tuning in. <laughs> so, so good. And then just, just like the gut, garlic butter and just mm, – yeah. All the delicious things. Yeah. Um, is there a city that you were quite surprised by? When you got there, because you did travel to a lot of like tiny little towns and little cities that I'm sure were incredibly appreciative of the attention and the exposure. Yeah, we um, we were in Carstairs. I think I've it's never a, heard outside of, it. of outside of uh, Calgary, mm-hmm. and it's this tiny little place. Um, and the guys who own it owned uh, they were a traveling band as well. And then they had these ideas for food that they everywhere they'd go, they'd come back and they they they'd open up their little place. And there's just these two brothers that open own this restaurant with their mom, and they were just they had this lasagna soup. And, and the Italian in me was like, okay, come on, <laughs> come on, guys. I think that's when my sauce is too watery, and I'm like, ah, I got lasagna <laughs> come on, soup, guys. And they're like, no, no, it's really good, you know. So they put the noodles right. and they put they had like a a nice tomatoey broth, yeah. Uh, and they made little meatballs and they threw it in there, and they had the pasta. That they, it was like, and it was really yummy. It was great. And but it was, the thing was, they cooked in like kitchen, like stuff that you would have in residential stuff, like an electric uh, oven, and you know, like a, a like a toaster oven, and like a like little not fancy, gr- not fancy kitchen, not fancy kitchen industrial. Yeah, no, this just this tiny little place, and they were just pumping out the food. And and it's every time we go to these little places, the community loves it, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, you can just feel the love. Yeah. Uh and, and they're just so proud of of the the restaurant, the owners of their town that they kind of just want to show it off and 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 make sure you have a great time as well. Uh and so th- those it, we that's always a fun part of the gig is like when you know we're shooting in the in the big towns but then mm-hmm. we'll drive to these small towns. Uh, and we'll we'll get the small town love. It's pretty cool. It's nice because I think a, a, people know they know the names of large cities, so it's kind of nice. And you can isolate and give a little love to these like tiny little places that you might not visit, but because of the show or because you've heard of this great dish somewhere, you might go. Um, John's going to stick around. If you have a question, you can text in seven ten ten. You can always give us a call four one six eight seven two ten ten. We're taking a quick break here on In Depth Radio News Talk ten ten. More with Pei Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. My guest for the show is John Catucci, host of You Gotta Eat Here. I wanted to ask you, because I know you get asked this a lot, about some of the uh, standout, either standout dishes or 
uh, restaurants within the GTA, the ones that you ate at and then thought, you, I love this and I want to recommend it to people. Uh, yeah, we did, I think it was this season or it may have been last season. It was uh, Casa Manila. It's Never a, heard of a it. Filipino restaurant um, in Toronto and uh, um, York Mills and something. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm. address, uh, but that was the, the we, we shoot at so many different places and uh, all over the country, now the world, but uh, like tons of restaurants, yeah. right? So when we find a place that feels like family and feels like home, it's it's just it, it sticks with you. Uh, and they it, it was one of those places where that you went in and they were just wanted to make sure that you were you were happy and good That's and nice. did you have enough food? Do you, do you need more food? You don't yeah. look like you had enough food. Let's give you some more food. <laughs> Let's uh, and everybody who was there when we were with the when we were talking to the customers, they just loved the place so much. And again, they felt like they were part of the family. Uh, and- I like that you were highlighting Filipino cuisine because it, it's um, just I think coming into the mainstream a little bit more, yeah. not as not as widely known. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was cool. I'd never, and it was the first time I ever had Filipino food. Uh, so that was really great. Uh, we had this chicken adobo, which was just so delicious and tender and juicy and a little bit tangy as well, uh, over just some, just, you know, some delicious steamed rice and it was, it just, everything just it's worked. It's simple, but it's, it's simple. great. And then when we were in, um, we were in St. John's in St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, at the um, Yellow Belly Brewery. And we were shooting there mm-hmm. uh, with the chef, and but two uh, there was a, a a couple that worked there as well, Filipino immigrants. And I just said, "Oh, we we just been uh, at a Filipino restaurant. They had the chicken adobo it was so good." And she's like, "Oh, you like chicken adobo? Okay, I'll bring it in tomorrow." <laughs> and then oh, brought it, seriously? Brought it, made it oh, made it home sweet. for me and brought it in for lunch for us. Oh, I was that's like, very oh, that's nice. So, that's so lovely of you. Yeah, that's very East Coast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you get to the bar and care. Uh, they're very hospitable. Oh, they're so nice. These coast. It's it was. I, I say the, that I'll remind everyone that I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> so You're the I'm least friendliest blind. of the I, people. I'm a terrible representation. They will not allow me to be an ambassador for the East Coast. It's when we went out to the East Coast for the first time we were in like in Charlottetown. Uh and and we we were just like People like look at you in the eyes and say hello to you when you're walking down the street. And as, as a Torontonian, you're like, "What do you? What do you want?" You know, when I was home this past weekend at my parents' place in Halifax, and I would like, I went for uh, a, a, I was about to say a run, but that's misleading. It was <laughs> not really a run. It was a speed walk. I like to call it a walk, like a walk slash jog. Sure. And uh, there was like other people out. Walk, walking, walking, and everyone looks at you and they smile and they say hi. And I felt weird at first. I was like, oh, God, I have to say hi to every single person who passes me here. It's like that rule when you're at the cottage and if somebody's on a boat, you wave. And you wave. It's that rule. And my kids are like, why are we doing that? You're I was like, like just that's, that's just, just the way it works, guys. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's cottage life. You, gotta, but you, you don't gotta... do that when you're driving on the gardener. It's too weird. <laughs> well, you wave, but just with your middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes both of them because you're just stopped and you're not even moving at all. Um, you know, someone had a question uh, on Facebook. I'd, I'd asked if anyone had something they wanted to ask you. Yeah. And uh, they said, "Was what's something that you've eaten that uh, uh-huh. perhaps wasn't to your liking or your preference, but sure. you still had to put on that face of because... You, you know, it's probably very delicious to someone, but it's something that you just don't love. There could be an ingredient in it that you don't like, and you yeah. still have to put on that like, oh, this is fantastic face, and it's yeah. a bit surprising to yeah. you. I had uh, clam poutine once. That, say that again? What was it? Clam poutine. Now, if clams – I've had fried clams before. Yeah. I like fried clams. Sure. They're crispy. 
Yeah. They got that, you know. A they, little bit of brininess. That brininess, you know. Yeah, a little you get bit of chewiness yeah, yeah, in the middle. It, I, I don't mind that. Yeah, it's great. These clams were boiled. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you have a calamari almost that come and bites back at you? But do you, will you just eat like steamed clams? Because I love steamed clams. Oh, I love clams. steamed clams. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'll have steamed clams. I'll yeah. have, uh, you know, I've had linguine, uh, uh, I love ongole. I've had like mm-hmm. clams and okay, spaghetti. Okay, so these are just, these are boiled. These are like, um, yeah, they're they're boiled and there were large pieces of it and it just it I like the idea of it. Do you? Um so was <laughs> I don't think you're being nice. Um so let me guess it was the regular poutine so it's fries. Do they do anything different cuz some places they say poutine and the only uh, this traditional is, thing is the fries. first time I ever had the, it was early on in the whole idea of using duck fat. Ah, duck fat for the fries? For the fries. That's so that delicious. was a big thing. So that was very delicious. Uh, the cheese curds right from Quebec. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, the gravy. And was, then was it regular gravy? Like, it was gravy just, that they they kind of cooked the clams in the gravy. Oh. You know? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I've never seen it on a menu, so I guess it hasn't spread across the country yet. <laughs> hasn't made yet. it all the way no, here yet? No, it could be it's a very so local uh, local delicacy. <laughs> and it could be. And people raved about it. And again, like the same thing. like loved it. I think some people like uh, – uh, most dishes, I'm going to say like 99% of the stuff I'm into, right? Really, really spicy stuff, I can't mm-hmm. I can't do anymore. You're not into spice. I remember that. Because we actually – oh, John and I uh, met up recently uh, at Bar Raval for <laughs> yeah. breakfast-ish. Yeah. And I didn't know about the spice thing. Yeah. It just doesn't sit well with you. It's just, I like it. My body does not, does not <laughs> like it. It's spicy stuff. But I – because we were in Windsor, Ontario at a barbecue place in Windsor, Ontario. And they made a barbecue sauce. Their hot sauce was made out of ghost peppers. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, we made it and the guy's like, okay, just give it a little taste. And I, I pay, I just put my spoon in the barbecue sauce. Yes. Took a little taste off the spoon and it was this beat. beat it takes a second to hit you. Beat. And then a punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> a fiery, fiery fist. And then was there suddenly a hole in your stomach? I was like, oh my God. And then I... Just a just a wave of swear words. Just like you know, we had to stop shooting for a half hour because no, I was. No, come oh, yeah, on. Did I you could, drink I, like a liter of milk? I needed to do milk. I need. I had to eat bread. I just sat there and and I was just. It was so sad. I'm just, picturing customers in restaurants saying like, "Well, what's going on?" And everyone saying, "You know, I'm sorry, but we need to just stop for a half an hour. The host needs to drink some milk and eat some bread." <laughs> but everyone else, keep eating your hot but the sauce next sandwiches. Day, when we're interviewing people. There's, I'm interviewing this lady and she's about to grab the hot sauce. And I'm like, hey, be careful. That's really hot. You know, I'm just trying to be nice. And That's really like, hot. And she's, like, and, she t- and she's like, mm, no, it's good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're a little bit of a sissy. Say sissy. I, yeah. I just think uh, I just can't take that heat. Yeah. Okay. And maybe I eat other things <laughs> to make up for it. Okay. Like clam poutine. Like clam poutine. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, tell me about something that uh, really – I mean out of the five seasons that you shot now around the world, uh, something that you ate where you were like, this could be one of the best things I've ever had. Okay. So we were in Rome at a place called Flavio Alvela Vepodetto, which translates I into I told you so. Uh, somebody had told the owner of the restaurant that they'd never be able to open up a restaurant – and he said, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll show you. And then he opened it and then he, he named it, I told you so. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's great. So he made this, we made um, ricotta, no, pecorino and ricotta uh, 
ravioli, homemade ravioli. So mm-hmm. he made the dough, made the filling, big ravioli, beautiful. And then the sauce, it wasn't a, a cooked tomato sauce. He just took these little beautiful cherry tomatoes and, and kind of crushed them in his hands, squeezed them in his hands, and then put mint and fresh herbs and some olive oil and some more pecorino and kind of mixed it all together and then put it in the fridge. And then made cooked the pasta, tossed it in the cold sauce, mm-hmm. put more fresh ricotta, like squeezed yeah. in a, like a piping bag on top, uh, fresh olive oil on top of that. It was the most incredible thing wow. I've ever eaten. And it's, it's those those moments where you have to take like a break uh, and go, oh, I got to pause now because yeah. this is um, oh, this is an emotional. This is emotional right now. This is like uh, I, I'm feelings. I, I'm eating all the feelings right now. Yeah. <laughs> All my feelings are being Joy, eaten. happiness. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Excitement. Everything. Uh, so that was that was one of the, the great things. Yeah, for sure. Has um, the show made you a better cook at all? Again, I go back to my laziness. Uh, <laughs> Again, I want to remind you all that this is true. This and is true. Exa- this not is an very, exaggeration. I'm, I'm just uh, – I think so, yeah. It's made me a picky, pickier eater. Yeah. Because uh, when you started the show, when you, you – like. When you're hired to do a show, it's kind of like, oh, I'm so excited I'm hired to do a show. You don't always know uh, all about – you're not necessarily a, a pro or an expert in that, that show's yeah, yeah. You know, theme or topic. Um, so I can imagine that through the years, you've come to you know really kind of know your stuff. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you, 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 you kind of see stuff before it's going to happen now, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, I, I know what, okay, you're doing that and oh, you're going to sue me that and that's going to be like, and yes. you're going to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it's like as a comic, you like you, when you see somebody on stage and you kind of, you, you know, the setup and you know that punch, you know what's going to go. And right. so you, you, sometimes that, that, uh, that joy of it is kind of gone because you kind of know it. But then sometimes you, you try something that was just like, oh my God, that was just <laughs> ridiculous. You've done, oh, I want, I want all of that. I want to like, and and there are times where now I I, I go back for that second or third, fourth right? Pull, but right? you're not supposed to. But I don't I shouldn't? But you're working out like a beast now. Like a beast. Like, I got no neck. If you follow John on Instagram, <laughs> you just watch him working out and doing all his CrossFit craziness. <laughs> uh, let's do a quick reminder as we wrap up that people can see you. So your doo wop show is coming up in February. Doo wop show February 10th at the Richmond Hill Center for Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be fun. You can get tickets at their website. Uh, and, uh, and my show every Friday at 9 p.m. on Food Network Canada. You got to eat here. And then I'm going to be at the uh, Gourmet Food and Wine Expo on the 19th of this month. And I'm going to be judging Ontario's best veal sandwich. <laughs> so bring your nonas and let's have a fight. It's going to be great. John, thank you so much. And just a quick reminder to everyone that if you want to catch the podcast, you can do so. Paychen.com. Hey, I'm heading to Whistler oh. next weekend and to BC. I've never been to eat there. Whistler? I don't know. Have I been to Whistler? Well, no, no. I'll tell, tell you me. all tell about, about it, it when I come back. Okay. How's that? Have a great weekend, everyone.